0: Daryl Wong. Hey, Nick. <laughs> it's good to eat. Now, I want to get into a little thing before we get into the big thing. The big sure. thing being the Fast and Furious colon Tokyo Drift. Ah, uh, yes. That's the big thing this week. <laughs> That's what we do. It's the big thing every week. It's the framework, it's the framing device for our podcast. We watch a Fast and Furious movie every week, then we talk about it for about half an hour, depending. Mm. I want to get into a little thing, which is we missed an episode last week, mm-hmm. and it's not because we didn't watch the movie. We watched. I watched the movie. You watched the movie. Sure did. And then during our negotiations last week at some point, we just, we couldn't connect at the same uh-huh. time at the right time, and it got too late in the week, and I just felt like you know, we're just going to push into next week anyway. I don't want to cram two episodes right back to back. Like, we'll just push a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some listeners, they reached out to us about it. Oh, They did. They did. And here's, I just want to say, like, from the bottom of my heart um, to those listeners who, who, you know, had a question about our schedule. I just want to say, fuck you. <laughs> like, absolutely fuck you. Don't listen to our show. Go suck a shit. I don't care. We're not, we don't do this on your fucking schedule. I gotta watch these fucking movies. I gotta fucking talk about them with Daryl. And I got no business being told when and where I will record this fucking podcast. And on what fucking timeline. Okay? (laughs) <laughs> That's all I wanna say about that, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness,
0: yeah, so good week do you have a good week off uh, <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah, sorta yeah, yeah sorta
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um okay
1: the uh big news for me. Is, I've been serving on a grand jury in the New York County of Kings. I just started my second week here. Whoa! (laughs) Of a four week service. Four
0: weeks? You have a four four week trial. A grand jury. You're on a grand jury, so you look at all the evidence and see if they're going to indict somebody.
1: Mm -hmm. Monday Um, through Friday, nine thirty a.m. until five p.m. plus. Wow, (laughs) dog. And I'll get into it for the actual podcast here, but it like it's changing my view on like how stuff works. Okay, yeah. in understanding the in understanding the law and what it takes to like look at evidence, look at charges, and like get the sit get the shit suit out of you. It's like yeah. it's good to know. It's a good to know thing. There's a know? process.
0: Definitely. It's a very formalized process. Mm Hmm. Yeah. And it's nice to know you, the sovereign citizen, are uh, uh, the decider here. You know. Yeah.
1: I'm. They describe it as being the sword and shield of the people.
0: Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) That's just to jerk you off a little bit. Make sure you show up on time. Exactly. Crazy.
1: That's what they give to you on the first on the first day. They (laughs) pay you like. 40 minutes of movies and then they have like some like old lady in a
0: uh, sport
1: coat what kind of the, movies just uh to tut- just kind of like intro tutorial oh they movies. don't like
0: play like the firm or what <laughs> you know, <and> <laughs> no okay don't play any, like grisham adaptation <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they <laughs> give you right, a cool. tutorial in yeah, in essentially 20 minutes, you're supposed to learn what internal bias is and not and to reject
0: it at all costs.
1: They're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I can learn that in 20 minutes. Yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like I haven't been trying my whole life to do that, and like mm-hmm. <laughs> I have varying levels of success. I can do it. 20 minutes. You got it. No yeah, problem. you got it. Um, but yeah, yeah, bro. All right. So did he do it? Uh,
1: most of the time yes but sometimes no okay. you know
0: sometimes no cool cool yeah. cool this is amazing man <laughs> i i'm really amazed i think this is incredible and uh good on you for doing your public duty you know i have never i've been called for jury duty one time mm-hmm. but it was like the e check-in yeah it was like the electronic like hey just just like check this website at 5 p.m. every day to see if you need to come in tomorrow, and I didn't. And then, Mm -hmm. like, you do that for a week, and then you're done. And then, like, I've heard the next time they, like, step you up a group where you're like, Uh oh, you actually got to come to a place. But I have been called for that ever. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: I got fully selected, and I, you know, I tried to solicit some advice from other people, uh, Jess just says you need just need to cry all right if you cry you're out of it
0: <laughs> yeah that is, like, <laughs> that is true that is true
1: mhm you cry you get out of it david said he just got selected showed up late on the first day he got excused i was like i don't think i could cry in front of um in this particular setting that's not going to work for me and like
0: yeah you know, i mean we all know there's thing things you can say and do to get out of it mhm but I don't want to be on a court record saying and doing any of those any of those things. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. I, I'm not interested in that.
1: So they really minimize the opportunity for you to make an excuse. And I okay. just like sat there, and they were like, "All right, are you a U.S. citizen? Do you live in Brooklyn? Check. Do you speak Check. English? Check." And I was like, "Yeah, I do." They're like, "Sounds great. Like, You're wow. on the jury."
0: <laughs> what? What a wow! What a coincidence. Actually, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so they did all that, and then
0: they like, yeah. That's, of Daryl, course. that's actually how I describe you in my daily life. They're like, "Who's the, who's the guy you like do a party?" Oh, he's a U.S. citizen who lives in Brooklyn and speaks English. That's it. Exactly, <laughs>
1: yeah. exactly. And you'd be surprised how far that can take you sometimes. Gets
0: you far. Gets you far. Oh, so yeah. Woo. Well. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. I wish you the best of luck. I Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, do you... So I watched this movie last week.
1: I did too. Yeah. Okay.
0: So we're going to struggle our way through. I took minimal notes, but I took a couple. Um, uh, so I'm going to be stumbling my way through as you're talking about Tokyo Drift because... As long-time listeners of this podcast will note, these movies go in and out of our brains. Mm-hmm. I'm, we've, I've, like, a, developed a very specific ability to process Fast and Furious movies as quickly as possible and completely forget about them. Which, is that fair?
1: Oh, yeah. I do that exactly. Like, yeah. I watch intently for any sort of sliver of new perspective I can come up with. And immediately after we record, Purge.
0: Right. Right. I do want to say I was reading today. I got a new little tidbit, which is I was reading Vulture Magazine, which is not something I do. It's an online Mm. magazine. Not a fan. But it came up in the Apple News. You know why I clicked on it? Because it came up in the Apple News thing. Mm -hmm. It's just they get you. You know what I mean? So it was like I looked at it and it was like 101 greatest sequels of all time. I was like. Who's got time to read all this? That's <laughs> great. There was like two paragraphs per movie, at least. Wow. I was like, no. But I scrolled the list, obviously. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Sorry mm-hmm. to whoever wrote it. I scrolled the list. Number 73, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Wow. It's the only Fast and Furious movie on the uh on the list, and they sort of made the case for it being, like, the most important or greatest sequel of the thing. It's like well, the launching pad for so many things, which we've sort of made the point here on that. hmm But it also has a little tidbit that Vin Diesel, who is in this movie for a second at the end of it, mm-hmm. agreed to come back and do the cameo in exchange for the rights... To the Riddick series, mm. so we did Chronicles of Riddick on the Patreon, which I believe had aired, had had come out at this point, right? Chronicles of Riddick, I think, was like a two thousand three or two thousand two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna look it up. Two thousand four. Thank you. Chronicle Riddick was 2004. It had bombed. The franchise has been cut off, probably. They had planned to do three of them. They only did one. Uh, but the studio still held the Riddick rights. And I think in 2005, when they were filming this, Vin, knowing that you know maybe that's something he could pick up in a negotiation on the cheap, said, mm-hmm. hey, don't pay me for this cameo. Just give me the rights to Riddick so that later in the future I can do what I want with him. And it, hmm. they said, they were like, yeah, okay.
1: Sure. We're not doing anything with it.
0: A wild negotiation would not happen today. Uh huh. Never, never in a million years would that happen today.
1: There aren't any other, um, top tier movie stars that are bartering for the rights. To their I movies? mean,
0: I think probably movie stars are buying rights sometimes, but like, mm-hmm. today's market is so IP driven. mm mm-hmm that it's like studios, I feel like, are reluctant to let anything go. Like, there's never a mindset that's like, oh, this is not valuable. Because mm-hmm. maybe in 20 years, which is not that long a time, it will be valuable, and we can make a fucking shitty legacy sequel, and, like, Ghostbuster Afterlife will make $125 million at the box office or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, th- there's there's that aspect to it.
1: It's not like, you know, Ben Affleck is not going to be able to negotiate barter into the rights to his some of his original movies because he's too valuable
0: yeah I mean probably I mean I don't know I think if Affleck what are Affleck's movies
1: (laughs) what what are Ben Affleck's worst movies that he would potentially want to take control like
0: but they're never, they'll never let Daredevil the character go. It's Marvel Disney IP at this point, and like mm-hmm. they're interested in doing stuff with that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like Goodwill Charlie from Goodwill Hunt, <laughs> like maybe, but like I just feel like Riddick, if Riddick, even if Riddick had bombed as hard as it did in 2004, if they hadn't sold the IP to Vin or granted Vin the IP to Riddick and 2013 Riddick hadn't been made. That's sort of an important piece to this. I'm sure somebody today, 20, almost 20 years later would be saying, you know, we could do make a, we could make another Riddick movie maybe, you know? Hmm. And, um, it just seems like without the 2013 stopgap, would be a long enough time for people to sort of like have these weird nostalgia childhood memories of Riddick like I talked about on our episode on the Patreon. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think, Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think it almost speaks to the level of foresight and planning and sort of self confidence in the
0: Neasel Because I, I would think- say drop the first two.
1: Okay, yeah, self-confidence, yeah But, you know, he, like, it's We can speak about it now Because he, through the Fast and Furious franchise Has built up enough magnitude To be able to command this sort of thing But I think the timing of that particular negotiation It wasn't guaranteed that Fast and Furious Was going to be a mega franchise Nor, you know You might say that, like, it wasn't sure Whether or not Vin Diesel would become A superstar either So he's there he's low enough on the sort of status totem pole to be able to do that and people you know don't have faith in his ability to become big anyway so they might as well it is almost like a cost saving thing from the from the uh, studio yeah, like money yeah. Side. yeah from the studio total side cost things. saving
0: right? you know but, this is a studio that was going to pay him 25 million million to do too fast too furious mhm um so that's not to say that that was a smart idea, but at least in their eyes, Vin Diesel is commanding a price tag. Mm. And I'm sure in Vin Diesel's agent's eyes, he's also commanding a price tag. But, you know, I I feel like Vin, he made a move. He had a lot of self-confidence. He always has. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you and I feel like it's been outsized. <laughs> probably. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least it's at least he's there. He's doing his thing. And he spent that confidence in a way that allowed him to make something he cared about. I admire that 110%. Mm-hmm. Even if the product of that, and you and I talked about that movie, Riddick 2013, on the Patreon too, I think in my eyes is very less successful than some other ventures. I don't Mm -hmm. like it very much, is what I'll say. Mm -hmm. Daryl, I think maybe you liked it a little more than me. (laughs) But that's okay. I just, I, you know, all I'm saying is, like, even though I don't like the fucking movie, I love that he did it. I respect the shit out of him for, like, having the confidence to try to, like, push this thing through. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the only, uh, that's the little tidbit I got this week. Mm -hmm. Good.
1: Um let's think. Um, I mean also from a uh in terms of placing Tokyo Drift in the in the Zeitgeist, yeah. I was listening this week to Pusha T's new rap album. Okay. Pusha T, known associate known associate of Kanye West and you know, solo rapper of many years, put out a new album called it's almost dry. And one of the most standout tracks on this new rap album is called Just So You Remember. And what makes this stand out to me in particular is the sample that he uses, which is TJ oh. Shadows Six Days. And
0: it's if the only name doesn't ma- <laughs>
1: exactly. Okay. So from to very much a I would say, I would venture to say that Pusha T is a Tokyo Drift fan. Yeah, so much so that he uses that sample, and it creates a. Uh, I think it kind of fits with the Pusha T sort of like vibe. It has almost like a what year is that? Like when he started hanging out with Kanye West, kind of around Dark Twisted Fantasy, good music. Not a
0: chance in hell I'm going to be able to tell you yeah. the answer to that question. Yeah. I'm trying to find but, out when 6 days Do you know when that came out? Like the song?
1: Um looks like this was uh 2002. 2002.
0: 2002. Yeah. Okay. I only, the only reason I asked was like wondering if it was a song that was hot at the 2005 moment, 2006 moment. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was a few years prior. Um I only ever associ- have heard it or associate it with Tokyo Drift. I agree. Yeah. We are biased a little <laughs> bit in that. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um so how is your watch through? I mean if you can you re- if you can remember that far back.
1: So I can. Um so I watched it mid last week and my watch through like I definitely was in jury duty mode. So I yeah. was like, all right. I was like, "All right, um, Sean Boswell, let's un- let's unpack these uh, these charges here. All right, reckless driving, willful destruction of property yeah. in the state of Arizona. Mm, check which I checked against their uh, their license plates. All right, so reckless driving. The recklessness is about you know knowing the rules of the road, but kindly disregarding those rules and the safety of other motorists around you."
0: I- do remember getting a warning from a police officer one time mm-hmm. about reckless driving? And i I'll, I swear this story is well, it's not interesting, but it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. um I accelerated too fast. I was a young, dumb teenager. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not going over the speed limit. You know, like the speed limit's like 45, but you're like gunning it up to 45. I've got to do i was like that's legal Uh uh-huh turns out no you can get stopped for that as reckless driving and it's not you know conducive to like defensive safe driving and you're not being predictable like i always say when we talk about driving it's about predictability being predictable Mm. if you're not being Mm -hmm. predictable you can sort of get Tagged over for reckless driving. So that was my only reckless driving, but he gave, let me off with a little warning. So that was yeah.
1: nice of him. That's good to know. I need to watch out for that.
0: All right. Yeah. Like
1: I've been, I haven't had very much opportunity to drive around the um, 04 Forester Turbo over oh, here, yeah. but we took it over to the grocery store this weekend and I was like, I'm going to hit it. Just like it looks clear over here. It's good. I did some uh, reckless acceleration. Which grocery Under store? the speed limit. Go over to the Wegmans at uh, Brooklyn Navy Yard.
0: Yeah. Solid, yeah. Store, solid grocery store. For oh, yeah. Sure. I just I've love... given a
1: shout-out to it before, yeah. but
0: excellent. Great spot. Excellent. Good buffets at the Wegmans.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, I got to watch out for that because I'm staying on the limit, but I'm definitely trying to make some noise over here. Yeah. So, uh, no. Yeah, I right, know what right. you're saying. So, reckless driving, class one misdemeanor in the state of Arizona, which no is days. fine. Um, twenty days maximum in jail, maximum fine twenty five hundred dollars, but you could still lose your driver's license over that. The second piece of it, willful destruction of property in Arizona, mm-hmm. is a is that that's actually um like more. It's actually worse. So criminal damage is a felony if a felony if over two thousand dollars worth of damage Ooh, are done. That's bad. Yeah, you can do up to eighteen months in jail, or um, if you cause over ten thousand dollars worth of damage, you can do two and a half years. Whoa! Yeah. So if you imagine that he's driving through this construction site and blows up a bunch of these homes, I imagine the the uh, I don't know the construction site can sort of get an insurance person to appraise that. It sounds oh, like way def- over ten definitely. grand. Right. Definitely.
0: And if it's... It's going to be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of money. Because the yeah. construction guys are going to fucking skip t- t- arm them anyway. they be like, <laughs> exactly. oh yeah, I also lost like uh, six pounds of copper tubing. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. You're going to run up the bill. Ozark style.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um... All right, is there another offense or are those the two?
1: Those are the only two. Yeah. Reckless driving and destruction of property. Willful
0: destruction of property. Where so. when was he when did he move from Alabama? So he's canonically from Alabama, right? In this movie. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And so cuz we know we the only reason we know that I think is like Bama Boy 69 or whatever it's called his screen mm-hmm. name, right? So he's from Alabama. When did he go from Alabama to Arizona?
1: So his mother in the questioning room does say what's it the third town in six mm-hmm. months? Yeah. So
0: who knows? Maybe one of the first maybe towns last year in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> maybe last year. All we right. don't know. But and he wasn't an army brat. I'm not an army brat.
1: Right. He wasn't, but you know, he's there because his dad is around. there, yeah. so he like is, but he isn't. He's, what does his know. dad
0: do? What does Mister Boswell do?
1: Not sure. Living? He's we know in he the fucks
0: Army. hookers. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he does that.
1: I don't know if he makes money. He certainly spends money that way.
0: Maybe we had it backwards. Have we talked about this? I feel like this is a point we've maybe tried to make. but <laughs> <He's spot, fast. laughs> it's like dad. some guy's
1: Uber at night times. <laughs>
0: Mr. No, Boswell he, over here. He's a gigolo. The lady <laughs> is his Jane. He's the gigolo. Uh huh. They all want to fuck the, like, you know, a handsome old middle aged guy Jean.
1: I thought he was, like, active military, but now that you mention it, maybe he's retired military, but keeps his uniform around. And that's part play. of his
0: gigolo <laughs> character. <laughs> but he's not an army brat. I don't understand. Is he retired military?
1: Is that what he says? His dad, he wears like an army oh, shirt. Yeah. And at some point when uh, Sean goes, tucks, he tucks together all of his bedding and goes and starts to stay with Han so he can get serious about drifting. Yeah. Dad comes back and he's wearing, (laughs) you do, dad comes back and he's wearing more of a uniform than just like the casual army
0: shirt. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I guess his comment about not being an army brat is sort of like jilted, angry, of like, my dad didn't take um, us with him. He actually Mm -hmm. just abandoned us. So I I wouldn't count myself as an army brat, a person who moves around with their enlisted family member, Mm because I didn't do that. That makes sense. I still think he could be a gigolo. but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, uh, I don't have much else for this movie. I do want to say that part was like where they're in the elevator and um Twink is like is like comb drift king. You know, you know what DK stands for? Drift King man, and ba- as Sean is like, what do you mean drift like and then the ele- ding! the elevator opens, and these two cars yeah. like mm-hmm. it's just a perfect moment it's so it's so good it's like a great Justin Lin moment, you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just loved watching that this week um so that's all I got for this movie It's all I really want want to say about it.
1: I think I have one more thing here. Yeah, um, this is more a, um, um and a at an a admission of sort of like non knowledge than like anything else. But when it comes to Sunny Chiva's um proverb, right about the mm-hmm. uh, from want of a nail the horse she was lost. Yeah, all of that. I've missed. I've misunderstood it this whole time. So I took it literally as from want of, and I, um, I took the phrase to mean something about greed, right? In that, in like, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a butterfly waterfall effect of like wanting something like blows everything out of oh out of proportion. no
0: yeah, yeah that's not it
1: that's not it so that was my initial sort of like train of thought and I was trying to apply it to. This movie and other, and even the franchise, I was like, all right, are we, is that also supposed to be some sort of commentary on, like, you know, in, in the Toretto family is, like, aspiring to, like, be bigger and bigger, do bigger and bigger heists, become bigger, bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger criminals, they've somehow found themselves in a situation that's totally out of control. Yeah. That was my initial thought, but then when I looked up the phrase, that's not what it's about at all.
0: No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's about, it's about like because I didn't I didn't have any nails, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I couldn't shoe this horse.
1: Yeah, so it's about yeah the the proverb is about preventative measures. Yeah, you got to check the small things so that you can you know prevent. Yeah, one little hitch
0: in the in the you know whatever makes all the mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. Makes all the difference. So. Yeah, it's a good lesson, Mm -hmm. sort of, except when it comes to, like, New York City police policies, because then it can get really (laughs) shitty, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like the sort of broken windows policies of the New York uh, Police Department in the 90s under Giuliani. Not good! Um, So, anyway, (laughs) you want to do shout-outs?
1: I got a shout-out.
0: All right. Hit me.
1: So, I purchased an air compressor on Amazon. It's made by a company called Astro AI. Bought it for $36. Thick. And I wanted one for a very long time because... Good device. Yeah. I keep. I have a uh, running history here of getting flat, tire, flat and damaged tires mm-hmm. all over the place. And I had borrowed a friend's at some point, which was... Uh, it uses a cigarette lighter and yeah. it goes up to whatever PSI needed. So I finally got one. I wanted one for a long time and I finally got one and I was able to both check and refill the tires in the new Subaru over here. Yeah. And it was great. I'm really pleased with it. Um this one in particular has a digital readout.
0: Whoa and also a,
1: it has a thing where it'll automatically stop once it's reached the nice desired
0: Yeah. The um, more modern gas station fill ups have that too. I just filled I oh well I'll tell you about it in my shout out. My shout out yeah. is air tire related <laughs> also <laughs> weirdly. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so I like this thing, the Astro AI. Thirty six bucks. I still like I still keep one of those um tire pressure pens around, which is I like having that. Makes me feel like an engineer. The little
0: yeah, so I, I like do that. So I do the
1: digital, and I give myself a little pen check over here, so yeah, I the can pen feel. Yeah, the pen check is classy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, gotta stay. Yeah, it helps with your it it helps like with your some mileage. Sort of like
0: ancient aliens. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like you would find. Like if you went into the tomb in the fifth element, it was like, rise up. <laughs> what do these Ding. markings mean? <laughs> <laughs> And you like put it on a you like put it on a fucking piece of air like (laughs) 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 Drop it. Oh my god. Uh, Anyway. All right. What's the brand?
1: It's called Astro AI. Mm.
0: Yeah. I used to have one of those. I don't remember what brand it was though. Mm -hmm. No. Um My shout out is in (laughs) there. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. My wife My wife uh, Eleanor <laughs> Thought it would be a good... I don't have a car right now She's got a car She thought it would be a good idea Without telling me <laughs> To buy a bicycle <laughs> <laughs> My arch nemesis
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the
0: arch nemesis Of this podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she looked online, she like found a bike, I guess, she saw the pictures of it, she placed the bid on Trade Me, which is the New Zealand Craigslist eBay mm-hmm. thing. Then uh, she bought it, she won, she bought it, and then it was like, okay, we gotta go pick it up. And she was like, fuck, it's not gonna fit in the car. Then she realized, after we paid the money, it's not gonna fit in the car. Do we have a <laughs> roof rack? No, we do not have a roof rack. So what's going to happen with this bike? What needs to happen with it? Oh, old Nick needs to get his ass dropped off five miles across town. (laughs) Knock on the door of these people he doesn't know. (laughs) Get this bike and ride it home. (laughs) Okay. No, no, no. It gets better. Okay? So we get there. Obviously, neither of us have been, like, eaten, and it's, like, 1030 in uh-huh. the morning, so we're not in the best of moods. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there. She pulls around, and she's like, okay, just, I think their house is right there. Just go knock, and I'll see you later. I'm like, no, no, uh-huh. no. You got to do it. <laughs> you have been negotiating with them over text. Like you got to do, it. she's like, no, no, it's just in the back. Just go ask. Did them she pay and, for it
1: already? Did no, it's paid for. It for it. The money <laughs> okay. has
0: been ex- exchanged. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go knock on these people's door, and then like, so I go knock, and the guy's like, um, hello. <laughs> I'm like, you got a bike?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, a bike. You sold a bike. I'm here to pick up a bike for my wife. He's like, oh, yeah, I think I think so. So he got to get his wife, and then he did. We spent like five minutes trying to locate this bike.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: she had been talking to the wife, and, you know, like that whole thing. Uh. Anyway, so I go around the back. Daryl? <laughs> this bike is a children's bike. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, admittedly, it looks proportionally looks very much like a regular adult bike, but it's just uh-huh. miniaturized. So literally in the pictures, my wife saw the bike in the pictures without any like context clues for how big uh-huh. it is. It was like great looking bike. Pretty cheap. Uh-huh. Wow. Not an adult bike. Miniature bike. And I'm like fuck. I'm gonna have to buy uh-huh. this little kid's bike home. <laughs> And then he was like, the wife was like, oh yeah, we were going to fill up the air tires, air in the tires, but we didn't have an air pump. I was like, Mm. oh, okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Like, I just like, at the point... Later on, Ellie very rightly was like, well, why didn't you say like, oh, that'd be hard for me to get home. Like, you know, I'd said that you were going to ride it. I don't understand why they didn't put it. She like had all these very rational, reasonable things. She was like, Mm -hmm. they didn't put any size description in the, you know, in in the listing. So she was reasonably like upset with them, Mm -hmm. but like. I didn't know anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she bought like, a, a children's bike mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't have air in the tires. And I also was at that point, like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. So I was like, right. I grabbed the bike. I was like, he was like, do you have a little daughter or something? I was like, yeah, 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 man. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> so I like roll the bike around the corner. I look up how long does it take to walk back home. Uh-huh. And it's like three hours. <laughs> so I guess I'm walking uh, about halfway through I found a gas station and I was like prima and yeah. I, you can set the PSI on the thing right of like I checked the tire saw the range of PSI set it within that range blew up the tires mm-hmm. was able to ride the bike home for the rest of the way which was good mm-hmm. um, oh. or most of the rest of the way anyway Disaster. The bike is still sitting out on my front lawn, not doing anybody any good.
1: Huh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, so let's go back a couple steps here. So you're saying uh, Ellie exchanged money for this bicycle. Oh yeah, but didn't time. see it at the time. She didn't identify at the time of like transaction that this was a good that place? this
0: was not a adult bike. Mm-hmm. I just want to show you, I want to see if I can pull up a picture of it and show yeah. you. Because it does, it does kind of look like a regular bike, like in the, I'm texting you a picture right now.
1: hmm hmm
0: Like, a, a bike person probably could pick <laughs> this out. <laughs> uh-huh. I, like, I didn't see the listing, she saw the listing, yeah. but I was like, yeah. Okay. Do, yeah. 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 I do now see that it says small, 52 centimeters and under, right at the top there. Mm-hmm. I don't read these things. I don't yeah. think she reads these things. But you see how the bike, like, without in the picture, without context, kind of looks like a regular bike, right? It kind of looks like a regular bike, yeah. It looks like a, like a mountain bike kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's very miniature. It's about <laughs> a foot and a half tall to that seat. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's a big problem.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. yeah. Well, uh what's the plan for the bike now that you've done it? I don't it know. Home? I, I, it's on I, the I lawn. literally
0: wanted to leave it on the side of the street and walk away. Yeah. yeah.
1: That yeah. sounds like one of those, like for that particular price, it sounds like abandoned ship.
0: I think I'm gonna put a big free sign on it and put it Do out that. on my front lawn.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and Do and some with, community service. Hopefully some little girl can have this beautiful bike.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, that's very nice of you to uh, <laughs> to bring <laughs> it back <Poor> <laughs> to just. <laughs> I would have left it for sure if I saw that. I would have left it.
0: I would, you would have just walked away and been like, <laughs> "There's no bike. No bike exchange will be happening today." Yeah. That's, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I, I just like panicked. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm not good in those like quick, th- I'm not like quick minded in those types of situations where like something uh-huh. is not the way I expect it to be in my brain. And also I feel like I got thrown into the fire because I wasn't, I hadn't done all the chatting with them or like, right. I was just like, she was like, she said, it like, knock on the door. She said, it's in the back. Go grab it right at home. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I expect to do. And then, like, yeah. nothing was obviously to that <laughs> expectation.
1: Yeah. I also
0: was hungry. Like, I can't, you know, I yeah. can't function. You can't function like that.
1: <laughs> dire situation. Dire. On, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Bad. Anyway, if you uh, want to talk to me more about this bike, you can reach out to us at NOLT Podcast on Twitter. N-O-L-T-T Podcast on Twitter. Um, It's good news that... That account, Nope Podcast, is about to become the number one account on Twitter. Because we're buying Twitter. We bought it for $45 <laughs> billion, dollars, actually. It's crazy. Uh-huh, right? We uh-huh. slipped in there. Right <laughs> right before Musk signed the deal. Ste- step aside, Musk. <laughs> step aside. Hey, Lon, my man. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, nope, we didn't do that. But if you want to follow us, do it. Um at an old podcast. Uh no one likes the tuna podcast on Instagram. No one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would actually be awesome. All you motherfuckers who fucking complained about not having anything, throw us a review. Tell us what pieces of shit we are. I hope you do that. I hope you do that. <laughs> and uh, um. Uh. What's the oh, Patreon. dot slash No One Likes the Tune podcast? You can throw us a buck. We have a ton of old episodes up there. There's a new one going up. Ooh, maybe this week. Have I put the April one up yet? Oh, who knows. Yeah. Um. But we've got Transport One, Two, Three. We're gonna get our crank episode going up on there pretty soon. We're going through the films of Jason Statham. Those are all up. We also have a bunch of back episodes about some Resident Evil movies that we've talked about. Fun times. Anyway, um, yeah, throw us a buck there. Literally $1 on that puppy. There's a tear. And Daryl, that's it from me, my man. Great to talk to you, as always, Nick. You as well, my friend. I hope you have a great week.